This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back to the block. Welcome back to the block. We're in the second hour. We thank you to the Mercado for sponsoring this show. And also, I want my partner to give us the new Solder Hammond text line number. Tell the folks that's listening in how they can text us, how they can join in the conversation that we're going to have right now with NFL football. Yeah, 402-999-4620. That's how you can get plugged in on the Sarter Heyman text line. Again, we're having a little bit of a, of a difficulty with the, the previous text line, I suppose. So we're working with this for a few days. And uh, so plug that number into your phone, 999. Well, first of all, 402-999-4620 uh, to get plugged in on the conversation. The Honda Lincoln hotline has not changed. It is still the same at 402-464-5685. But we thank you for joining us right now on the block. We thank you for tapping in on all the social media platforms to include Twitch, Spotify, and on 937theticketfm.com and the ticketfm.com app. So we appreciate you and your support. We have some things to discuss. There's a lot of news going on right now in NFL football. And that's the thing that we like to see, especially with MLB right now, tricking it off with the with uh, an extension and they're having some labor disputes right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about football and we'll start with uh, Kyler Murray. You know, obviously Kyler Murray had a situation where there's a lot of controversy that's been going on uh, with his agent sending uh, proposal letters, basically telling the team what, what, what they should offer him and how it should go down. Uh, usually those discussions go on behind the scenes, but it looked like they put it out on social media. That is a uniquely different uh, method in which I've never seen, but nonetheless, it is their method. Uh, so during this conversation, we also had a, a former a Cardinal uh, Legends father chime in as well as he wrote. And he said that basically Kyler Murray is spoiled and he's never been humbled. Fitzgerald Sr. said he also added that he is a great talent, but he needs to continue working. One thing that is not clear uh, that the elder statesman said is that the comments are based on speculations, whether or not he heard them from news or media or pundits or whether he heard it directly from Larry Fitzgerald Jr. So those are some of the things that are out there right now. Also, um, you know, the, 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 the initial drama started where he pretty much erased everything off of the social media platform. Um, he feels as if he's been scapegoated for, for the debacle of the fall and uh, the early exit out of the playoffs. Uh, so and then, uh, as I said, as I stated, his uh, agent also released uh, basically a demand <laughs> letter for a new contract. So, so those are some of the things that are going on out there. How do you feel about um, Kyler Murray kind of taking this step? And do you think this is something that should be, you know, handled in the way that it was handled? We could basically look at the history of Kyler Murray and look at his past when he went to Texas A&M. Obviously, things didn't work out for him there, and he, 
you know, made the transition to go up to Oklahoma. And I think that was some of the things that I was hearing from him. I happened to have a little tidbit. I happened to actually meet one of his family members. And uh, I got a chance to kind of on the outside, listen to how she was talking of how the family was viewing things and, and why he was going to be leaving. So that could mean that what Larry Fitzgerald Sr. is saying is, is has some part truth to it in that he's, he's kind of been a coddled kid throughout his, his life. And now he's finding himself in some turmoil and, and he's never really had to deal with adversity. So how do you view this, this whole Kyler Murray situation? Well, for what it's worth, when he did go to Texas A&M, he was the number one recruit in the nation. I mean, he, he may be the best player, um, high school football player Texas has ever seen. So, um, you know, you kind of, you kind of, like you said, maybe coddled a little bit, maybe um, has always been told he's the guy and, and, and certainly has the athletic uh, ability to, to show that off and, and to live up to that hype. He's, you know, he's, he's been to the Pro Bowl now twice, was the Offensive Rookie of the Year, the you know, the year before that. So uh, he's, <laughs> He's been doing well. It just it, it's frustrating to see that the team and the player are not on the same wavelength, right? I mean, he he's almost get, felt like he was the scapegoat for that loss. Um, if you watch that game, he he's been criticized heavily for not wanting to run. Um, there wasn't much else that that they could do though at that time. I mean, he he was getting destroyed. He didn't have any help from his teammates. I don't think I don't know if you put uh, certainly. I mean, he's one of the most fleet of foot quarterbacks in the league. So I don't even know who you want to say. Put Michael Vick back there. Put or on the opposite and put one of the greatest of all time, Tom Brady back there. I don't think they would have won that game. They they were just completely outmatched, but that's that's the frustration is that that Arizona, who by the way today decided to extend their GM, they decided to extend their head coach Cliff Kingsbury, um, and and I thought that that might be a, a change of pace that was going to be possible here was maybe Kingsbury's because the last few years they have been really good g- jumping out and getting to ten wins. Once they kind of hit that mark, the back half of the season has been ugly and they've fallen apart. Uh, how much does that have to do with a, a smaller Kyler Murray kind of getting banged up through the year and then maybe being less able um, to run by the end of it? Or, or how much of it is just Kingsbury? It's interesting. But I do know that this is this is not a perfect marriage. It seems to be um, uh, kind of just, a, you know, in, in, in Kingsbury said it today, it's business. So he wants to kind of stay out of it, but hasn't spoke to King, you know, hasn't even spoke to his quarterback, um, not just about it, but about really anything. I don't, I don't think that tells you that they have the best relationship. And they were paired. Remember, they, the Arizona threw out their quarterback that they just drafted in the first round, um, uh, and they threw out their quarterback or their their coach and Vance Joseph that they hired one year. That they decided both that was experimental. Get that out of there. Bring in Cliff Kingsbury. Bring in Kyler Murray, and that should be a perfect offense to mold for the NFL of the future. It's kind of, again, had, had middling results. At times, Kyler looks like an MVP candidate. At other times, you know, I, I hear it all around today. He's not a top 10 quarterback. Well, at times, he, he certainly looks like it. Uh, but again, by when, when you look at the season as a whole, he's probably not there. So um, it, it, it's frustrating. But at the same time, it's, it's you know, we kind of saw Kirk Cousins be very vocal years ago about trying to get his money. Um, for, for Murray, it's kind of coming off that rookie contract. And he's always going to have a little bit of leverage that he can hold out there and that he was a top five major league baseball draft pick. So, you know, he's always kind of got that option out there as well. I've heard the comparisons between him and Lamar Jackson, who hasn't gotten an extension quite yet. I don't know if that's necessarily there uh, or, or needs to be had. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's a little bit better. He's won an MVP and all that, but um, you know, you look at each situation differently. So I don't, I don't necessarily think either side is wrong. I just think 
<laughs> they just haven't handled it and let it get out publicly, which is the sign to me of maybe immaturity on the quarterback's part, but also just bad, um, bad PR, bad job by the organization in kind of keeping it internal. Well, we'll be watching that that story, you know, pretty closely. Things will be coming up as 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 the free agency period approaches. So we'll definitely be taking a look at that. As you as you spoke about, Aaron Rodgers is having a situation now where there's not. Now, could it be sabotage? Could it be just some underlying things in which they're just the phone is ringing and they're just not answering the phone? Yeah. And, and it, could it be that situation? But uh, one of the things is one of the first signs in that Aaron Rodgers is kind of making his his taking his eye and, and focusing it back towards the tundra is the announcement of Tom Clements, who was his first quarterback coach and uh, his signing back in February 18th. So uh, he was previously with green Bay from 2006 to 16. And Matt LaFleur has basically alluded to that. That was a significant role. And Aaron Rodgers played a huge uh, part in, in, in making that happen. So anybody that's playing a part, either that's the homeboy hookup, or that's something that you you want to have as close proximity, being that Hackett has made his way uh, out west towards Denver. So uh, him being a, an, an MVP and him, he has some leverage. Uh, I think there's uh, free agency starts in a couple of weeks. So um, the word is that Aaron Rodgers will be making a decision just before the free agency opens up. So we'll we'll hear a little bit more about that. The problem they have is their salary cap issues. And Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid quarterback uh, to exceed at a minimum the forty five million that um, uh, that. Um, oh, what's my guy in Kansas City? Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Man, I had a <laughs> I had a brain fart that, that Patrick nice. Mahomes got uh, that forty five million. So um, that's something that we've got to look at, being that they have salary cap issues. So if he was to go somewhere. He's not going to want to go to a bad team. He's going to want to go to a good team. So you've got to be looking at salary cap issues. So what do you see in the decision that Aaron Rodgers may make in the next few weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's uh, ultimately, I mean, you could be wrong about these things, right? I didn't necessarily think that Tom Brady was going to retire. I think um, Rodgers has still a lot more that he probably wants to prove coming off the two MVPs um, and not having that playoff success. I mean, that, that's ultimately starting to count against him. And so what do you want to do? What do you, you know, what position do you want to be to kind of um, get yourself uh, ready to go for the playoffs. Like you said, you have to play for a contender. Maybe he'd like to play somewhere outside of the frozen tundra because that's not very uh, it's not very nice for, you know, a home field advantage is one thing, but if you're an offensive player playing in the, the freezing cold and the wind and sometimes the snow and all that, that, that doesn't necessarily help you out there. So um, I I wonder if, if he's looking around. I'm just surprised that the GM would come out and say that they not only are they not receiving phone calls, they haven't, he said not one single phone call. So, you know, sometimes you're, you're kind of covering for yourself. Maybe try to make it sound like, um, you know, you're all the way in on Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff. Um, so maybe that's not even true. But uh, I wouldn't be completely shocked again because remember when Tom Brady uh, was coming off a great year, heading out of the Patriots, there was like three or four teams around the league that were interested in him. And you're thinking, it's Tom Brady. I, I, I understand if you've got a young guy like a Kyler Murray or somebody that you, you're going to want to stick with them. But if you're in a stopgap quarterback situation or you've got, you know, an aging veteran or, you know, basically. I.E. Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. If you, I mean, if you're in any of the, there's like, 
there may be like six or seven situations where you wouldn't be interested in Aaron Rodgers. Maybe it's not the long-term plan. I understand he's 38 years old, but he's literally the MVP. I don't know what else to tell you. He's playing at that level the last couple of years. So um, I, I, I just, I don't even know how to take that information or if I don't know if I should believe it or not. Um, I, I Maybe they're waiting for Rodgers to say he's going to play this upcoming year. Um, but, I don't know. It, it's it's almost just dumbfounding to me to hear that from the GM. And, and I, again, I don't I don't know if I believe it completely. Yeah, I mean that is something to uh, uh, consider. Uh, but one of the things that's that it's not crazy, but it is kind of crazy because you have the you know the number two overall pick in Saquon Barkley. Now they're at the New York New New York Jets, where they have a new group that is basically taking on a new GM. Uh, and shown and and those guys are coming over and and trying to take a storied franchise that has been very mediocre has missed the playoffs I believe now five years um, and now they find themselves in a situation where they have a, 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 a top tier running back when he's healthy somebody who is very versatile who can catch out of the backfield he's one of the most used running backs in the league now finds himself in a situation where he's on the trading block potentially. And the reason being is that they're, you know, New York is potentially $12 million over the salary cap for 2022. They're looking for means which by which to get under the salary cap some. They're trying to make moves. And I think he's basically alluded to, Sean has alluded to that everything is on the table uh, regarding um, uh, potential to make this team better. So with Saquon Barkley, do you think the injuries is going to be a hindrance to him? Do you think there are teams out there uh, for him to be able to be moved to and who could use him uh, most at about this time, do you think uh, being that he is available out there for trade potentially? Yeah, and I think I think part of this too is he's on the final year of his rookie deal. So if they are going to have to, if they are going to keep him, they they're going to have to pay him significantly. And their their goal right now is to cut that salary cap. Um, I know today they 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 released Devontae Booker, another running back in that room, as well as Kyle Rudolph from the tight end room. So um, they are looking to reduce the money that they're owing out there. And, and then again, the the other part of it too is you know if if you if you trade him, at least you get something for him. And he's still a guy of high value. Like you said, injuries the last couple of years have held him down. But his, his rookie year, he ran for over a thousand yards and looked pretty solid. Um, but it, to me, it's it's again um, kind of a sign, and it's worked out for certain teams. You know, Ezekiel Elliott in, in the Cowboys probably a good example of this. But to, the running backs weren't drafted high for a longest time, and then we kind of got into this mode where you see a couple rookies go off, and and then maybe okay, maybe it is worth drafting a guy that high. I still don't know if it is. I mean, and I know the the idea with Saquon was he was exceptional. He was a once in a generation type running back. Um, so there that you would you would think that he could turn it around. I always have question marks with that because they have such a short shelf life, and and and, and the injuries can really start to pile up. And so you can get you know the prime out of a guy might be his rookie year, might be his first or second year. Um, so um, I I don't know. I I, I think that there that, that I don't know if I would be all that interested if I am the Giants in signing him to a long, you know, big contract with the injury situation. I'm sure somebody out there with a little bit more cap room might be interested in it. Certainly people will be out there for the rental, but how much can you get for him in a rental situation? Um, 
it, it you know it, it it it's questionable. So I I was surprised to see that though too. I don't know. Again, if you're a GM, maybe like you're saying, is saying everything's on the table, but I don't know if you want to 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 make it public without the intention of trading him. And he said he, he, that they'd be great with uh, keeping him around. He's a great player and all that. But once the the rumors out there, once the ideas out there that you, that the franchise is not committed to you, how committed are you going to be to the franchise? Yeah, I don't think he, and he, I don't think he has a big uh, bargaining chip on him right now, being that he hasn't played too many games as far as going in you know deep into a season other than his rookie season where he went nuts I think for almost like 1300 yards so you know looking at that his his injury history is more than enough to scare teams away uh his contract status uh, is also doing a little value uh, doing little to boost his value and trade um so heading into this season I mean (laughs) when you really look at it and you break it down Barkley's he's to command the eighth highest salary cap hit and $7.2 million at the running back position. That is a boatload of cash to throw at that position. So, um, you know, once he hits free agency, so, I, you know, letting him go, releasing him is definitely probably not the move. But uh, when you look at that, unless a team is willing to go above and beyond to, to really entice Sean into to doing something, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll most likely that he'll return. And if he can return back to Pro Bowl status, then, you know, he is definitely somebody uh, that they maybe look to uh, have a lucrative extension. I'm sure he's going to want to get healthy to look at that method. Otherwise, he's going to probably end up in 2022 getting a franchise tag uh, after that, you know, season, maybe if, if, if to go in and to show and prove. So there, there's there's definitely leverage is not on his side. So, um, yeah. you know, they've got some options there, I think, for New York. Last but not least, Mitchell Trubisky. The Bears' first round, first round pick in 2017, uh, the second overall pick for the Bears, where basically the San Francisco 49ers moved up to get him at that position, it did not pan out there. Obviously, Justin Fields is there now. Um, he found himself back up to one of the great up and coming uh, quarterbacks uh, there with the Bills, and and so now. He's he's in a situation where he's a sought after commodity. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of teams out there, being that this is a very weak quarterback draft, that uh, he finds himself in a situation where he's probably going to be a starter somewhere. But where that's going to be, um, there's places like uh, I could see maybe Cleveland. I think he has the potential to have a similar makeup that a Baker Mayfield and to probably run that Cleveland offense. Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, what the taste is for Baker Mayfield right now, being that he had a treacherous treacherously bad season last year but Mitchell Trubisky is a sought after commodity where 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 could you envision him going uh where who do you think could use someone like him uh where could he step in and really be able to make a difference do you think he puts up those type of numbers that could make a team feel uh rest assured that he would be that that guy for them in in either in the short term or possibly in the long term yeah, I think that he's uh, he's a stopgap quarterback. Obviously, spending this last year as a backup, uh, the Bills have acknowledged that he's you know he's still got too much upside to, to keep him as a backup. So the you know the belief is he's going to be a starter out there somewhere. And I think again, a solid quarterback, not necessarily um, your your ten year plan or anything like that. But while you don't have a quarterback, and many many teams are in that position, that's why you have 
um, uh, you know, kind of the, the bargaining power, like you're saying, if you're a Kyler Murray's, because it's so hard to get a top 10, 15 quarterback in this league that a lot of teams are just going to have to settle for a Mitchell Trubisky. And, uh, and that's kind of what it is. This, this, a lot of these teams, you know, the, the, uh, the report the other day is that the, uh, Washington commanders, which is still going to be something that I have to get used to saying, but, um, that they're interested in getting him and pairing him with a rookie. Um, but it's a reflection on their draft class. There's, there's not a whole lot of belief that, that there's somebody in this draft class that that they could bring in and give you what Mitchell does in year one. Um, so it's uh, it you know I, I've seen reports of the Steelers possibly being interested in him. I don't know how much more upside he has than Mason Rudolph, I suppose. So I don't know if that's, you know, maybe for competition's sake, that could be a spot where I could see him going and then maybe not necessarily winning the job. Um, so I don't know if that's a, a great look for him. The Saints uh, could be possible. And we mentioned the commanders that are, the, the Washington commanders the, that will be interested in his services. So um, it's just kind of, it's crazy that, you know, last year, he had, he did he had to, he had to go and, and kind of get a year of just maybe learning under Josh Allen. I don't know how much that's going to give to you that you know there's been uh, quite a bit of magic going up there in Buffalo. So I guess people are hoping it kind of rubbed up on him. But all he needed was a year away, and people started wanting him again. <laughs> yeah, I mean Josh Allen basically said as as his backup. I mean he said in 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 uh, in a in a quote that this dude is a tremendous athlete, and he doesn't think that people really understand that. Uh, you give him leeway in an offense to have the mindset, see it, do it, and we trust you. Um, you know, Josh Allen, I mean, that's a huge compliment from him, basically says he's going to kill it. So if if a coach, um, I think he would probably need to go with a coach that, like a Denver, uh, someone like that, that, you know, like a Hackett who has great relationships with coach, uh, with, with quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I think somebody that's just looking to basically give him you know, I don't think he had a fair shot, a fair shake out there in, in, in Chicago. I mean, he had a great year in 2018, and then it was pretty mediocre and, and found himself ousted out of the playoffs pretty early. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what um, he's going to where he's going to land and, and what type of confidence he's going to have. And will he, is he going to change his style a little bit? I mean, his style is he's, he has capabilities. We know that he has a great running prowess in which he demonstrated that um, in a scamper that he had 22 yards for Buffalo last year. So he has the abilities to do the things that he wants to, whether the confidence is there is another thing that we'll have to basically uh, see once he gets there. And hopefully an offensive minded coach would have some confidence in him and let him go. So that's the thing. That's the talks that we're talking about right here. Again, give them the number on which the text, if we're talking crazy, if we sound like we're out of, you know, we're out of left field or we're on the moon waiting on the rocket to land and uh, hit hit the moon on the far side of it. Maybe <laughs> maybe we're, we're way out of space, but let us know on the text line. Tell them what it is. It partner. is uh, 402-999-4620 or somebody on the text line likes to sound better a little bit. 402-999-4620 is what he says. Yeah, so we're up against it. We got to take a break. Uh, we'll be back and we'll talk a little bit about the MLB shortening their season what does that mean and what could a lockout and a season ender do for the mlb when we get back after this on the block 